Hey there, everyone. It's Tony Shea, the host and creator of Two Speak Geek. And I want to take a moment here to tell you guys about Anchor.fm, which is the easiest way to record a podcast or host a podcast for that matter. Uh, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast like I just said. Let me explain. First and foremost, it is free. doesn't cost a penny to get started. You just you know sign up for an account, do your thing, record it, and it's hosted for you. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're out and about, just do it on your iPad, your tablet, your phone, whatever. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on you know popular sites such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So that's kind of a big one. You don't need any minimum listenership to get started with some sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, one app. If that sounds interesting, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to episode 10 of Geekdom with the Single Dad, and I want to start this episode off by telling everyone that we had actually started recording about an hour ago. We got about, what, 10 minutes in, would you say? Yeah, yeah about And then everything in. went to hell. I don't know what the hell happened. My mic stopped working. We had to switch over to Discord. Discord was being a little bitch, and then, Josh, you had some issues with your mic and your laptop. Apparently, your head kept shutting it for you. <laughs> bro, bro, the podcast gods are against us today, man. Yeah, so um, so we had started off the episode um, talking about this whole COVID-19 thing that's going around right now. Uh, things are shut down. Uh, me and Josh's work is shut down. We're both from California, so we're ordered to stay at home as much as we can. Uh, long story short, Josh, we're all at home. No one's out except for the little bitches that are not listening and ruining things for everyone. And that is that. <laughs> damn, damn straight. Fuck those people out in Florida enjoying your beaches. Go watch Netflix. Sit at home, listen to podcasts. Quit fucking it up for everybody else. Seriously. And, you know, I was just thinking last night because um, I was going through my room and kind of cleaning up some stuff. And I found my, um, I think I told you this before. I have a uh, green crowbar that NVIDIA sent me when they released Half-Life 2 for the NVIDIA Shield. It was like a promotional thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, all you people who are out right now, still jet-setting on your little vacations and going on your weekend getaways and partying and stuff like that, you're basically stealing my paycheck from me because you're the reason why this thing is going to go on longer than it needs to. You know, I'm going to become some, like, vigilante waving around an NVIDIA lime green crowbar if this continues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yesterday, just quick side note, one last thing on this, talking about that. I went to a Total Wine yesterday, and I ordered... Uh, some drinks for pickup, and I show up, and uh, Doom Eternal came out, and I got my pre-order in, so I wore oh, yeah. my, Doom, my Doom Slayer helmet to Total Wine through the store, drove in it the whole way there and back with people just fucking staring at me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting the virus. Y'all can fuck off, all right? 
Wait, wait, wait. You drove with the Doom Eternal helmet on? I drove with the Doom <laughs> Eternal helmet on. I wore it into the store. I had to lift it up to show my ID, and I put it back down while everyone just stared at me like, what the fuck? But it was absolutely amazing. That is pure gold. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I assume visibility is pretty good through that helmet then. It actually is. It's like a blue screen, so it blo- it's hard to tell red. It blocks out all the red color, but it's super nice, man. I, oh, I'm so very it's like a Wiley X Captivate lens, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> little, little plug for our workplace there. <laughs> as soon as we're back up and running, buy them. Yep. <laughs> WileyX.com. Uh, anyways, um, enough of that. Uh, we, like I said, we already recorded something earlier where we talked long about this. Uh, I don't really want to have to go through it again. Everybody knows what they should be doing. So let's move on to... Rob Gronkowski joining the WWE. Now, Josh, I don't know how you feel about Gronk. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not a big fan of him. Uh, no. I've nothing. I've nothing really against him, but just the whole, the whole frat boy thing's not really my thing. So he just always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and as a player, he was when he was healthy, he was great. But he wasn't healthy a lot, so he's he'll never go down in my books as like, you know, like a Kellen Winslow or an Antonio Gates or one of the top top tight ends of all time so the fact that he's joining the wwe kind of has me going oh okay but at the same time i'm kind of meh about it because we all know what's gonna happen i mean he made his debut the other night he's he's doing the whole mojo raleigh thing and uh, what do you think about it what do you think about gronk joining the wwe and should he have maybe debuted as his own thing or do you think it was a good idea to stick him with mojo again because he did that at wrestlemania right like a year ago he he did it at WrestleMania. Um, I think it's fucking horrible. Like, I understand Gronk has a dream. Like, oh, hey, man, I want to go be a wrestler. And some people can cross over from other sports into wrestling, like Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, Lawrence you, Taylor you, you even did Shamrock. better in his one WrestleMania. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so uh, I don't dig it. I think it's completely stupid. I think him playing that hyped up frat boy shit that Mojo Raleigh is doing is stupid. I didn't like him when he was an NFL player. I think he's a just a stupid ass frat boy who's dumb as shit who he's shouldn't overrated. be where he is. I, I don't like tossing whatever. that term around, but he's overrated as a player. Yes, so he is. I mean, he. I mean, he was decent. He he was good. He was Tom Brady's safety net. He was that wild and crazy guy. On the Patriots, and I won't take nothing away from Gronk. I think he was a hell of an athlete, but he's 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 overhyped, and he's overhyped himself in his head. And I gave him a chance and watched his debut, but his promo was kind of cringy. Would you agree? Uh, so <laughs> I, I didn't even give two shits to watch his promo. I just keep oh, okay. seeing his. I keep seeing his entrance. Uh, going through on the internet and with the music and him dancing out and oh, yeah, doing yeah. his <laughs> and I saw that and I quit. I was like, nah, anything he says after that is irrelevant, dude. Could you fucking imagine if Bill Goldberg came out and did that shit? Like oh, that would, come I'm on, pretty dude. sure I can make that happen in a video game. We could, we could. Absolutely. I, oh, I think oh, I have to jump in here before I forget. Speaking of entrances that don't match people, um, Remember the old SmackDown games on the PS1? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I used to give Undertaker and Kane two cools entrance. That's amazing. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing just thinking about it right now. <laughs> In my head, I'm seeing them do the worm, and it's just amazing. Yeah, it was, um, I believe Kane was Grandmaster Sexy, so he did that whole shovel thing when he came out. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> just, well, we're, we're going to go off on a tangent on this real quick, too. But oh, speaking absolutely. of just... 
completely out of place. Have you seen the videos on YouTube of Undertaker and Michelle McCool in a pool with a tiger advocating for saving the world to save the tigers? I sure have. It kind of came out of nowhere, and I think it's what we needed during this whole COVID-19 crisis because it's random as fuck. Holy (laughs) shit. Like, I saw that, and my mouth just dropped. And I'm just like, what? What is going on with this? So yeah, so I'll take that's it. amazing. Sorry, I don't. I just, I just thought of that. I had to put that out there because it blew my mind when I saw that. And you were thinking of things that didn't match, and just none of that picture made sense to me. Sorry. No, that's no, it's totally fine. Hey, this is what the show's all about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't want to put too much time in a Gronk or anything like that. It's just yeah, it doesn't sound like we're both fans of him. I mean, he. I don't know. I don't know why he's there, and I, I'm hoping it's not a super long run. I hope he moves on to other things. It's uh, I uh, apparently he's going to have a pretty big role at WrestleMania, which uh, apparently is two days now, coming from the Performance Center. Yes, filmed in advance. You know what's funny is about two weeks ago, before uh, California went on lockdown and all the schools shut down, when it, there was first talk about WrestleMania being canceled in Tampa, someone on Twitter <laughs> made a meme where it said something like. Ooh, WrestleMania 36 from the Performance Center is going to be lit this year. And I was like, ha ha, funny. And here we are. <laughs> and here it is. <laughs> you know what, though? They're still going. And whether I agree with it or not to perform during all this, it's, you know, at least we're getting it. So I love it. Um, I, I like what they're doing. I think that right now we need entertainment. We need Agreed. to have something that we can latch into um, and just forget about all the bullshit out there for a couple yeah. hours. So I dig it. Um, I like what AEW's done. I like what uh, SmackDown, what WWE and Raw's done with their no people inside the shows because it shows that while wrestling in itself is a crowd experience, it is entertainment at the end of the day that's made to be watched and enjoyed. And they're doing their best, and I commend fucking both companies for all companies for just kicking the shit out of it. Yeah, and um, you know, it reminds me a lot of the late '90s when they were doing those halftime heat Super Bowl, like uh, Rock versus Mankind. Did you ever watch those? Oh my god, that the empty arena match was one of the, the best wrestling matches, matches ever. Yeah, yeah. so um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's still continuing. Um, apparently, I just found out this morning I was going to put it in our show notes, but I forgot. Uh, two matches have been canceled, and for good reason. It's the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the uh, Women's Battle Royal because, I mean, you're going to have, like, what, 30 people in the ring, which is social Terrible distancing idea. at its worst. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> so uh, the two Battle Royales are canceled. I don't think anybody's really shedding a tear. No. Um, the Nobody Andre can. the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, I, I, when they first introduced it, it was supposed to be... I, I always thought it was to launch a guy into the next level, but for the past, like, five, six years, it hasn't been that, so n- no. no harm, no foul, whatever. Yeah, it's just know. it's just a way to get everybody on the card. Uh, I it commend really it. Is. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool <laughs> way to watch it, but just, just scrape it. There's no reason for it. Yeah. So, oh, I want to apologize to the listeners. If you're hearing a lot of squeaking and banging and stuff going on, it's because uh, I'm not recording from my normal location, and I'm sitting in my kitchen on my office chair, which... I'm starting to realize is an incredibly squeaky and loud chair, <laughs> uh, but I'm settled in and I'm not going anywhere. So I apologize if there are sounds coming in. I think we're we're both recording from different spots today, aren't we? Yeah, new spot for me. I moved into the garage, which is going to be my office 
my home office for a while, so we're testing out new spots. So again, apologies if we don't sound the best, but it's a work in progress. Yep, we got to make do with what we have in the apocalypse. So, <laughs> so absolutely, uh, you know, we we have this list of show notes that we've been compiling since episode nine, which was two weeks ago, and um, there's a lot going on. A lot of this news either is not really relevant anymore just because of all the lockdowns that are going on. But, I mean, we'll still talk about them. But, like, for example, the next item I have on the list is E3 2020 being canceled. And it's amazing how in the span of two weeks how quickly life changed and how quickly my thoughts on E3 being canceled changed. I mean, because at first, before the schools were shut down, before California had a stay-at-home rule and everything, like I was like, you know... Oh, you shouldn't have shut E3 down. It's an important thing every year for networking and, you know, showing off new titles. And, you know, just go and be safe and wash your hands and you'll be fine. And two weeks later, how wrong I was. <laughs> how wrong we all were. How Everything was so carefree two weeks ago. It's incredible it's, how it's have changed. It's just, it, it is. And it's funny that you say that because... Um, you know, I was thinking, oh my God, they're canceling football games, or they're canceling XFL, or they're canceling baseball. I was like, oh, let them play or anything at all. But uh, again, over time, you just look at it, and it's crazy how wrong and narrow-minded we were back then. Yeah. And it was only two weeks ago. Like again, like the stuff that was important two weeks ago just seems irrelevant now. So fast, everything just it happened so fast. And you know. Two weeks ago, I'm sitting in front of my computer laughing at all the people buying up all the toilet paper. And to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, if you're still that person that's buying up 19 rolls of toilet paper, I'm still laughing at you. But it's, you know, obviously this stuff is, I mean, I went to Winco yesterday with my ex and there's just, you know, everything is on restriction. The shelves are still empty. You still can't get this stuff anywhere. So, yeah, it's I, I, it's, I it's crazy. Like, um, you know, I went over to the store right across the street from my house, rode my bike over there just to kind of get in and get a few things. Yeah, and yeah. there was fucking nothing. And, and I was laughing at, like you, all these people who were buying toilet paper and paper towels. I'm like, y'all are stupid. But now I legit need toilet paper and paper towels, and there's none. Yeah, well, I got some, dude. There you go. Thanks. See, that's it right yeah. there. Uh, I but you some. know what? All these people who hoarded it up, fuck you. All right, because there are people who needed it, and you yeah, fucking seriously, took it fuck from them. us. Yeah, fuck them. I'm so glad shopping, to see assholes. places like Costco not accepting returns. Yeah, good. Fuck them. Oh, that guy who bought 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer. Yes. yes. Just sell them. Fuck him. Yeah. Then he had to donate them. Piece he of shit. He had to donate it. And he, yeah. you know, and he clearly, okay, if I were in his shoes, and this is just speaking from my perspective, if I were in his shoes and I, and I found myself in that situation, I would not have had the balls to go on the news and say my name and this is what I did and everything like that. And a lot of people are like, "Well, at least he had the he had the guts to own up to it." I don't think he had, I don't think that's what happened. I still don't think he did anything wrong. Or no, I still don't think that he thinks he did anything wrong, which is why he has the guts to go on and say, "This is who I am. This is what happened and I can't sell my shit, so I'm donating it all." I think he still Absolutely. thinks he, what he did was okay. I, I, I agree with you. He doesn't seem to understand that what he did was wrong. Yeah. So, anyways, we somehow found ourselves back to coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. Damn it. <laughs> this is what's going to happen forever. It's always going to come back to it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be a super long episode just because a lot of this stuff is like uh, like the whole E3 thing. But um, while we're on the topic, we might as well t talk about it. I mean, uh, 
E3 was canceled about two weeks ago. They announced it and everything, and everybody was like, oh my god, E3's canceled. But you know, in the two weeks since then, I mean, I know you've seen them online. I mean, companies have been releasing their planned press conferences just as videos online. Like, for example, the PS5 specs reveal. That was released, yes. what, like two days ago? Online? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it Same was. Same thing with the Xbox, uh, the Xbox Sex, as people are calling it, the Xbox Series X. Yeah, Xbox X, yep. <laughs> Which is what we're going to be calling it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Xbox sex, guys. Yeah, Just get, get prepared. The sex box. prepared for it. The se- yeah. Oh, I love that. There we go. The sex the box. The sex box. So That's anyways, um, so I mean, stuff is still coming out and everything. And I understand. It kind of sucks because E3 was a big opportunity for people to, you know, make business deals and network and all that. Yeah, get but, excited um, about the future of video games. I'm very excited. And, you know, all the flops aside and you know, people can tell me all this stuff all they want, you know. Uh, Xbox has 12 teraflops and PS5 has 10.28 teraflops and blah blah blah. All that I'm getting both. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, it's it's happening. You're gonna have to happening. get both. Oh, did you see that video? I think it was on Digital Foundry um, of the guy showing off all like the full power of of um, he was showing off the power of the of the sex box and he was you know showing how quickly State of Decay 2 loaded between a regular Xbox One X and the new sex box and like how ray tracing works. So he has four games on standby and he can just jump in between them whenever. Jesus. You know, no, stuff like I, that I, no one really cared about until it was a thing and now we realize how much we took it all for granted. Dude, dude you're right because um, case in point, I downloaded a shit ton of free games for my kids yeah. and we've been doing a lot of Game Pass um, like Lego World, uh, Zoo, Tycoon, shit like that and I'm in the middle of playing Doom so whenever my daughter wants to play on the Xbox, I have to sit here and stop my game but having standby like that, God, that would be fucking amazing. Dude, uh, can you imagine, can you imagine standing there playing, I don't know, Lego Worlds, for instance, which, by the way, is a legit game. I, I kind of have fun badass. with that myself. It's a, it's a great game. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting there playing Lego Worlds, and I jump on it, and I go, hey, bitch, jump on Doom, let's play. And all you have to do is click one button, and you're in. That's it. That's And perfect. you don't have to load or anything like that. That's, <laughs> that, that's the world that I want to live in. Yeah, and um, as far as loading times go, uh, they showed State of Decay 2, which has been notorious, just like Anthem, for its outrageously yeah. long loading times. Yeah, long. And um, they showed it on an Xbox One X, and it took, I think it was like 36 seconds for a loading screen. And then they showed it on the sex box, and it was five seconds. <laughs> 36 what? to five. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the That's guy th- the guy on the sex box was already running around, like, starting a mission, and on the Xbox One X, it was still loading. Jesus. So what's what's crazy is that we look at that now and we're like, man, five seconds. And we're looking at 35 seconds thinking, Jesus, that's long. But did anybody ever play Final Fantasy seven on the PS2? Like, I mean, you sat there for (laughs) you had to put the game in at 6 a.m. just to play it at 5 p.m. Like, so the fact that we're even at 35 seconds right now is amazing. But to go to five seconds, uh, kids these days will never know the struggle. man. I remember being a kid. On my giant PC, which weighed like 60 pounds, <laughs> and wanting to play Wolfenstein 3D, so I had to go into DOS and type in the command to load Wolfenstein 3D, <laughs> and then, you know, I had to put the disk in first, and then type like C colon backslash run, you know, Wolfenstein 3D or whatever whatever the fuck that was, That's and then right. it had to load up, just to play Wolfenstein, which has laughably small assets compared to the games that are available now. <laughs> right. It's it's insane. And 
to think that you're able to put these massive games onto these Xboxes now, load them up within seconds, is mind blowing. It's yeah, mind blowing. Yeah, on that dude. note, exactly. On that note, um, can you imagine having four suspended game states? With games like, I don't know, like Doom Eternal or Madden or Anthem or, you know, just any of these huge AAA type games. And the amount of assets that need to be on standby just to be able to get them to load from a suspended state in half a second. It, it, That's mind-blowing. It, it is. It's hard to put into words like how, how game-changing just that alone is. You can talk about your graphics and everything else, but that right there, that is a game-changer for video game futures. It really is, and it's uh, it's giving it's an you exciting PC time. power. It it's, is. It's giving you PC power with 8K graphics on a 70 inch screen, if you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing I don't like about this Xbox announcement, though, is the um, the fact that the the hard drives that they're gonna that the expandable hard drives that they're gonna allow they're gonna be proprietary, and so uh, you can't you can't just go to Best Buy and buy like you know an SSD drive and pop it in, which. To be Fuck. fair, to be fair, Sony said yes. We're gonna have solid state drives that you can just buy, you know, from Amazon, or whatever, to expand your PS5 storage, but only yeah. certain ones. But Xbox is doing what they did back in the 360 days, which is you're only gonna be able to buy an Xbox brand or an Xbox partner brand hard drive to expand your storage, which means more expensive. Yeah, and 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 while that does suck, I look at that the same way. I look at it as a like with an Apple product. Mm-hmm. You know the quality that you're getting, and to me, once you start talking, it's like okay, cool. So I'm gonna invest all this money into the proprietary versions of these hard drives, and then let's say my hard drive crashes, and then I lose everything. Well, Microsoft, you told me this is what was gonna work, and I wasn't gonna lose anything. You know, you bring up a good point. Um, your Apple uh, comparison was very is very apt. It's uh. If I'm buying an Apple thing and I buy an official Apple branded, say, peripheral for it, I know it's going to work and I know I'm backed up if it breaks. Absolutely. So, so there is that. Um, I'm just, I just remember, you had an, I, obviously you had an Xbox 360. Do you remember that hard oh, drive yeah. that clipped into the side of it? Yeah. It was like it was that like- long flat thing. Yeah, and it clipped in and it had like the weird ports on the back. Yeah, and it was like 150 bucks for like. Uh, for for like twenty five gigs or something. Yeah, it was, like it was super so, small at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But from what I'm hearing, the proprietary hard drives uh, for the Xbox uh, Series X is gonna be, I guess it's gonna be like a smaller plug and play type deal, almost like a memory card again. But it's really? gonna be like one terabyte, two terabytes, or whatnot. So it's not like you gotta carry memory cards around like back in the day. Well. I wonder if what they're not talking about either is is how massive these games are going to be, where you're going to have to be investing in you know one ter you know one terabyte every three to four months, depending on what games you're playing. You know, from what I've read, and I'm gonna preface this by saying, you know, I know my way around the computer, so to speak, <laughs> but I am by no means an expert. But here's what I think: I think games are going to be roughly around the same size as they are now, probably a little bit more, just because you know you have the added power and everything like that. But, like, you know, take Modern Warfare, for example, with the new Warzone download and everything, the game comes out to, like, 90 gigs. And I think that's about average what we should expect for this Xbox. But um, from what I understand, a lot of the processing, like the ray tracing and the variable shadows and all that, that's all going to be done on the – that's all going to be processed, like, in the cloud, from what I understand. Not all of it. Yeah, and obviously, most of it. obviously, what what is coming out of my mouth right now? Some 
some person at home who knows this stuff is going to be like, dude, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> but much. from what I understand, it's not all the assets are not going to be loaded from the disk per se. You know, a lot of it That's can good. be cloud processed and can be processed on the GPU side and CPU side. It just it doesn't have to all be preloaded and on you know information yeah. that's on the game file yeah. itself well it makes sense i mean you see a lot of that now with some of the bigger games that we're loading up too it's just it's just as these systems become more powerful and everything becomes bigger and bigger you're going to have to start putting in more gigs and more gigs for games because if you look at something like uh we keep saying D- doom eternal so we're going to have to get back to that game eventually but when oh, you look gonna. at some oh yeah so <laughs> when you look at something like doom eternal and you look at like how big and how grand and how beautiful that world is and that's just cranking out at a good HDR. Imagine that at an 8K. So you're going to have, you know, that, that that's where it's like, holy shit, like what are they looking at? How much are they going to have to invest to kick up these games? So you're looking at an 80 gig or you're looking at now like an 80 gigabyte game that's now 104, which is not much, but it takes up a lot more space. So hopefully they figure out a way to condense this more. And like you said, process it out of the cloud. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because right now uh, in my Xbox One X, it, it has a built-in one terabyte hard drive, and I have an external one terabyte hard drive, so I have two terabytes total. Can you imagine sitting in that DeLorean, going back in a time to PS1 Tony and PS1 Josh, and going, hey dude, you're going to have two terabytes of storage available, and it's not going to be enough. (laughs) And it's only going to be 27 games. Yeah, and you're still (laughs) going to have to pick games to delete off the hard drive just to install new ones and shit. Yeah, PS One me would have laughed my ass off. <laughs> exactly. There's no way that's real, and then, and then yet, <laughs> yet here we are. Yeah. So all right though. So long story short, the PS Five and the Xbox One, or the I keep saying the Xbox One, the Xbox Series Xbox. X, the the sex box aside, the two of them are roughly the same in terms of power. Um, now the thing is, their system architectures are vastly different, so the way they harness this power and the way they use it. Is going to be very different, but I don't yes, think we're yes, going to be in a state where you know one is significantly more powerful than the other. So you say, "Oh, I have to buy," you know, so and so because it's so much more powerful. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to exclusives, just like every generation. <clears throat> Absolutely, I was just gonna—I was actually just about to say that. What was going to come down to is exclusives, because even right now, I mean, you can sit here with the PS4 and with the Xbox One, the one that I got, the Xbox One. You can sit there with this, um, and you can put games on there. And I put Death Stranding on my PS4, and it'll blow a lot of the Xbox games out of the water. But yeah. then you put it in a game like Call of Duty, and you can see the difference on the Xbox and the PlayStation. And when and then when you're playing these exclusives, you can tell. So, like you said, at the end of the day, it's going to be such a minimal difference that. Your diehard fans will stay diehard, but for most of us, it will come down to exclusive. Do you want to play The Last of Us, or do you want to play Halo? Do you want to play Spider-Man, or do you want to play you know Call of Duty a little bit earlier? Or do you want to play games like Sunset Overdrive? So it's kind of that's what it's going to boil down to. And you know what? Looking back in time, it's always been about that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, uh, a little tangent here. Speaking of Death Stranding, did you see that meme with... Um, <laughs> so it, the meme was... Kojima says, okay, I'm going to create this game. It's going to be about a near future where some unknown virus destroys all of humanity and the delivery guy is the hero. And the response was, haha, whatever, Kojima, you sick fuck. <laughs> Here we are today. <laughs> Welcome to today. <laughs> Where <laughs> literally my Amazon guy showed up and I was like, oh, I love you so much. Yep. Give me a hug. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, do you want to talk about the uh, whole Avengers Campus thing? It's, uh, 
you know, kind of a weird time to talk about it because I'm sure that's being delayed and all back. But it, there's a lot of cool stuff that they're doing there. I mean, yeah, you know, what? let's talk about it. Let's yeah. keep everybody happy. Let's keep the positive news going. So, so absolutely, it, it looks like like you were saying, ton of technology, ton of stuff that's going on there. It looks like Disney is pulling out all stops. Um, what do you got? What are you thinking? Well, the thing I, I actually haven't looked as much into it as you have. Um, so you can talk about the whole Spider-Man ride and all that. The thing that kind of got my attention the most was the fact that they will have throughout certain times of day as you're walking through Avengers land or whatever they're going to call it Mm -hmm. or Marvel land, they're going to have, um, and I actually saw the tech demo for this. It was pretty amazing. They're actually going to have like an animatronic Spider-Man running around and swinging around the rooftops like throughout the day fighting villains and this is not like a hologram or anything these are going to be animatronic characters like yeah like the future current version of what you see in it's a small world but less creepy yes 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 um i have i've read into that and from what it sounds like if disney pulls this off this is going to be um, the complete game changer for amusement parks going forward. I mean, can you imagine walking down, you know, with your kids, you're in Marvel Land, Avengers Campus, whatever they're calling it, and you're like, oh, let's go get a churro. So you head toward the churro car, and all of a sudden, stand back, and <laughs> Spider-Man comes swinging in and starts fighting, fighting Vulture above you. Well, that's what's mind-blowing. Have you, have you seen Star Wars Land yet at Disneyland? No, I mean I've seen it, but I haven't gone. I uh, uh, so yeah, I got. I want we to. got to go. We got to go before uh, everything went down. We got to go right around December, Ooh, and nice. it it was it's a completely different world when you're in there. Disney did a very great job of making you completely encompassed to the fact that you know uh, Kylo Ren's plane, his uh, ship lands. He comes out of it. Stormtroopers start walking around and pulling guests aside and asking them questions to see if they're rebel leaders. Nice. Um, so like, um, you're walking through and Ray and Chewbacca. Just walking through, ordering food, hanging out. There's people walking through with passwords. Like they completely pull you into the point that you feel like you're in Star Wars Cantina. That you're in fucking you're on, you're everywhere. It, it's it's mind blowing the way they've done it. There's not a lot of rides over there, but the aesthetic of being in that world is is the greatest thing ever. So if they're able to capture that into the Avengers with uh, into the Avengers campus with the Spider-Man attraction overhead and they have characters walking through who break out and start getting into this, it's going to be an experience unlike anything other. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um obviously comics is my thing, the whole Marvel universe is my thing. It's a lot of oh, those yeah. things, but you know, it's um uh, it, it's incredibly exciting and um just uh, tell me a bit about that Spider-Man ride. I, I, I briefly r- looked into it, and um, when my kids asked what it was about, I, I basically told them, picture the Buzz Lightyear ride, but instead of shooting guns, you're using your own hand to shoot webs out. It, would that be kind of accurate? Yeah, and, and from what I've read, again, I'm just reading from, this was a report that I read from the reporter who was down there and got to go through like a tour and check out the rides. What mm-hmm. they're doing is you're putting on glasses, and as you're going through the ride, you're throwing your arm forward, and they have some way used the technology to build it where it looks like webs and feels like webs are shooting out of your wrist. So nice. while you're on this ride, you're going through with these glasses, and the best way to describe it, like you said, was the Buzz Lightyear ride or um, the Pixar Pier, where they're doing like the 3D with the glasses. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And and but but there's no weapons; it's all your hands, and it's something the uh, the reporter who wrote it said she's never experienced. Like it's it's mind crazy how Disney is able to pull this off, and it really is your Spider-Man for those brief moments. I guess is the best way to describe it. You are Spider-Man. That's really cool. I mean, I mean, 
I just I just think back to when I was like seven or eight years old and knee deep in '90s comic culture and wanting to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my favorite. I, I've already said this many times. Spider-Man and Flash are my two top. You know, to me, it's like a life culture. It's not just I'm a fan of these characters. These are these are my heartbeat. These will make me who I am. You know, and just the fact that I can even pretend. And have it, yeah. you know, that, that's amazing to me. I mean, I'm freaking 39. You bet your ass I'm going to be on there throwing my <laughs> wrist out. Make the kids wait. Daddy's going first. Hey, like MJF <laughs> says, fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. This is daddy's time, all right? I've and waited daddy's longer Spider-Man, for this. back your ass up. <laughs> daddy's waited forever for this. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And they're doing something else, too. Um, uh, they're going to have these bots. So in oh, uh, Star Wars, we're, yes. So yeah. over in Star Wars land, they have, like, droids and stuff, and you can build your own droids. Yeah. So what they're going to do at the Avengers campus, they're going to have these spider bots that actually walk around the campus. And they roam around the campus. You'll see them, and you can go and build them. You can make them create your own bots and take them with you. So this is going to be Disney's next way to make a shit ton of money, but also let you take home a build-your-own spider bot like the droids. It's hey, going to be pretty gnarly. They're good at it, and it's good quality. Yeah, like you said, like the droids and the lightsabers that you can build yourself. Yep. I mean, it's I, I can't wait. Uh, once this fucking virus goes away, <laughs> I'm hoping it goes away sooner than later, man. Because I have a season pass to Disneyland, and I'm losing time here. Oh yeah, that's right. Hey, I wonder if they're gonna do anything about that. I mean, it's not Disneyland's fault, but at the same no. time, a lot of people have season passes and they can't go. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I my daughter has a friend whose family goes like three or four or five times a year from yeah. Brentwood. <laughs> you know? Dude, that's crazy. You know, I have as weird as it sounds, and as much as a chill as this makes me sound, I have faith in Disney for them to do what's right, and they'll yeah. take care of it. They haven't let me down yet, and uh, you know, hey, I'll keep giving Disney all my money and having faith in them until they give me reason not to. Hey, the fact that Onward is being re- is or not being released, it's available now. That's that's pretty cool because uh, they're putting it on Disney Plus too. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's why I'm waiting. I mean, I have Disney Plus. It's out on the third of April, so I, I may as well wait. But I was. March 6th, I still remember, was the day I told my kids, we're going to go see, or not March 6th, whatever the weekend was after that. I told my kids, we're going to go see Onward that weekend, and that Friday before was when they shut down the schools. Yeah, and then... You know, and, then, and I was like, Ugh, yeah. I'm so sorry, guys, I, you know. And they're eight and six. They don't fully grasp what's going on. They're scared, but not as scared as they should be, and I think I'm doing something right if that's the case, because I don't want them to be terrified to even breathe. Yeah, exactly. Like but um, well, so it's they're, hard they're to explain sad. it to kids. Yeah, it is hard to explain to kids. And, you know, I've been showing them the hand wash. You know, here we are back on coronavirus again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> fuck. I thought we were leaving this. You know what? Fuck the virus. Let's keep moving on here. Uh, we have happier stuff to talk about. Yes. We, yes, we all we do. know. Well, this is happier and not happier. It's more just kind of a curiosity, I guess, if anything. But NFL 2K is coming back, and it will not be a simulation. Now, uh, you, me, and Garrett were talking about this at work back in the good old days when we could still go to work. And um, I was telling both of you that I still have my Xbox, original Xbox copy of NFL 2K5. And for about 10 years after that game came out, every year I was going on and manually updating the rosters. Because, I mean, you remember the uh, customization in that game was insane. They had all those like historical yeah. teams. So I was doing that just because, I mean, 
that game had it all. It had incredible controls. It had that really cool first-person view. And it had all those halftime shows with Chris Berman and everything and the ESPN (laughs) licensing. Dude, shit was so badass. Dude, I can can still hear it in my head when Chris Berman goes, And he can go all the way. All the way. (laughs) it It was just great. And, like... You remember, like, if you were juking, you had to do, like, little Street Fighter moves, like, half circle and whatever. Such a great game. And I was so excited to hear that NFL 2K was coming back. But as it stands, they are not allowed to make a simulation football game because Madden still has, you know, rights to that. So, Gee, go figure. The NFL won't let anybody do anything. Uh, Yeah, well, money talks, you know. I guess so. What it comes down to. So it's a non-simulation football game, meaning are we looking at something like an NFL blitz? Are we looking at something like a – I mean, what are they talking about with I NFL think, licensing? I think – okay, so are, are you familiar with racing games? Like do you play a lot of racing games? Uh, I've played Forza a couple times. not my cup of tea, though. Okay, so th- I actually thought about this quite a bit the other week. So racing games, you have what I consider three different categories. You have arcade games like Burnout. Yeah, oh, right. Need game. for Speed, Burnout, uh, the you know the type of games where it's basically you hold down the accelerator, you don't have to ever worry about corners or braking, you just go. You know, kind of like yeah. Mario, kind of like Mario Kart, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. On the far other end of the spectrum, you have your heavy simulation racers, Gran Turismo, Forza, the PC ones like iRacing, yeah, uh, Assetto Corsa. Those are the ones where you have to play like you're driving a real car. So if you break in the middle of a turn, you'll spin out. If you accelerate yeah, yeah, quickly, yeah. you'll lose grip and all that. In the middle, you have something called Simcade, which is games like Drive Club. I don't know if you ever played Drive Club. Yeah, okay. I don't know what you're getting Kind of like The Crew, Drive Club. Kind of like a half and half. Like you can play... Like you can't just Mario Kart your way through it because you'll spin out. But you also don't have to put as much thought and skill into driving as you would a Gran Turismo. So what I think is... With this 2K thing that's going on, you can go full blitz if you want. Uh, I don't think that's what anybody really wants. Or they Could can try to do though. something kind of like a Simcade racer, kind of like straddling the middle ground between simulation and arcade to where it's just enough to not get a lawsuit from EA. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I don't. I like that. I think I I like your analogy there. That's a great breakdown with the way it'll work. So yeah, I, I I'm kind of excited now. Did you Makes play, it sound better actually? Did you play? Because uh, 2K made a football game after they lost the NFL. Uh, uh, they did. They they released All Pro Football. Do you remember that? Right, I do remember All Pro Football. And that was I mean that wasn't great, but it was kind of fun creating these fantasy teams with like freaking John Elway and Jerry Rice as your receiver and freaking. Dan Fouts is your backup QB, you know? Right, yes, dude, I remember that. It'd be kind of cool if they did something like that again, but not in its own game. Like, if they were to release an NFL game, kind of have, like, all-pro mode. Like, yeah. kind of like Madden Ultimate Team, but without the cards. Yeah, well, I think I, they need to have something that's much more fun. Just like you said, like something they do. You know, Madden Ultimate Team without the with you know, like that. Like uh, for me, I don't play a ton of football games because I want something I can pick up, get into, enjoy, then get back. You yeah. know, just kind of pick up and go. So for me, I don't have the time to sit down and do all that training, all that kind of stuff with Madden. It's not my thing. Um, but I do like playing Madden every now and then. I'll sit on the couch, put in a good couple hours. So to have something I can pick up and play, you know, put in an hour, drop it, and come back to it a month later and still have just as much fun. That that would make me get back into a football yeah. game. 
So we'll have to see what's going on. I mean, this is intriguing, if anything. I mean, we yeah. don't know a lot about so, it, but at most it's a curiosity. So, so speaking of football games, just got to throw this out there. I have an Oculus Quest. Absolutely. Ooh, do I, I do. And it is my favorite toy um, when I remember that I have it. It's one of those things that I put into a shelf and I forget that I have it. And then when I pull it out, I'm like, oh, my God, why haven't I been using this That's for months? just like my PlayStation VR. <laughs> and that, my PlayStation VR, I haven't touched it in a year. It's been in the closet. Yep, yep. So um, I pulled this one out and because I heard about a game that came out. It's called 2MD Virtual Football, basically two-minute drill virtual football. Ooh. And what it is is you're a quarterback – it's 11 on 11. There's two minutes left. You're down by six. You have to go 80 yards and score. So everything we did as kids when we were playing out on the street. Absolutely. The only difference is is that these players, they're all tackling dummies. So you can't lead your players. You have to either hit them in the numbers or the helmet. Oh, gotcha. So it makes it so much more challenging than you think. And I have not been able to get past the third level. Um, so the so far, the teams I've played are the Skins. So I'm the shirts. The first team is the skins. The second team is the android. The third team is the princesses. And I can't. (laughs) The princesses keep beating the shit out of me every time I play them, and I can't beat them. But if you have an Oculus Quest, you need to buy this game. If you don't have an Oculus Quest, you need to buy one because there's it. Star Wars and VR Wander and this two minute football drill make it worth the money in its own. Yeah, uh, Oculus Quest is the one that's wireless, right? Yes. Because I keep getting that and the Oculus Go confused. And from what I understand, wasn't there an update released recently for the Quest where you can actually wire it up to your PC and use it as like an actual full-powered Oculus now? Yes, and um, I actually have the cable for it, which is I just had it to download games on. So it's kind of cool that they're able to do that because of the cost of it. The graphics aren't yeah. going to be there as they would with you know like a Rift or anything else, but... Man, for intro VR, because I was huge with the PlayStation VR, this is amazing. My biggest gripe is they will not release uh, Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they won't? Why not? No, because because the same people who made um, Boss Simulator and Vacation Simulator made the Virtual Rickality, and it was a one-off. So they don't want to have to port it into oh. a... But you can get it on Rift, you just can't get it on fucking Quest. Right. Pricks. That's interesting, huh? It's too bad. Because I, I heard I heard a lot of good things about that. <laughs> oh my! It's one of my favorite games. It was the only reason, the only reason I bought the PlayStation VR was for Batman and that game. Dude, that Batman one is awesome. And um, uh, what was the other one that I really liked uh, besides Beat Saber? Because everybody loves Beat Saber. Oh yeah. Um, shit! It was the one where you were the hot mouse. shot feet. Oh, um, Moss. Oh, Moss. Moss. Moss was incredible. I have Moss. Moss is phenomenal. Um, Pistol Whip is the most fun I've ever had playing a video game. Like, stand, like any, oh my god. You're John Wick. That's uh, it. That's all I got uh, for you. Pistol Whip, you mean? Yeah, Pistol Whip. You're yeah, you John said Wick. Pistol Whip, and I was immediately like, okay, sold. I don't even need to yeah. know. <laughs> no, it, so, Pistol Whip, if what it is, is um, all these EDM DJs made soundtracks. They made songs. And the songs are played out in a level. So as the level's going, these characters jump out at you. So you're basically, it's like you're on a, um, uh, like an escalator at the airport, a flat escalator, and everything's coming at you, and you're just standing okay. there. You have to duck move, and you're like, you're John Wick. Everybody's coming at you. you got a gun in your hand, and you're just shooting every single angle, dodging while the beat and the level moves to the EDM soundtrack as it goes through. That sounds fucking awesome. Holy mm. shit. I, I, it, dude. 
you, ca- nice. you come out of it sweaty. Your thighs hurt. Um, <laughs> what we can do, we'll link up after this podcast somehow. I'll drop it off to let you borrow it for a week. That deal. Deal. I got to get it done because yeah, I, I've I've been wanting to buy one for a long time, and you know things are kind of tough right now, so that's not happening. But I would love to try it out. So that's Dude, awesome. I'll, I'll, we'll link it up in the week, and we'll bring it back. Sounds good. Okay, okay back, let, back let's to the move cast. on to some games. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to some games. But before we talk about Doom Eternal, because both you and I really want to talk about that, mm-hmm. I really want to talk about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, have you played that? Yes, I have. What a gorgeous game, and Ooh. what what a game to. I mean, in this time right now, it's just awesome to be able to experience something so gorgeous, and just it's like moving through a painting. It, it is, and it's, it's hard as fuck, dude. It <laughs> is. It is a fucking challenge. And I played Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm-hmm. I think was the title of the first one. Yeah, and, the first um, one. And uh, my daughter, my youngest, actually huge video game girl, so I love it. Um, yeah. She yep. has been playing. She has been playing it, and she loves it. And I'm just sitting there watching her. So when I started playing uh, the second one, I'm just sitting there on the couch, breath just wow, how beautiful and gorgeous it is. And you're right, it's a perfect game for right now. Pick it up, play it, enjoy it. It's free if you have a Game it, Pass Ultimate, and if you don't have Game Pass Ultimate, what the hell are you doing with your yeah, life? Fuck out of here! <laughs> it's 15 bucks, and you get everything. Do it. Yeah, so, don't slack. Do it. Make it happen. Oh man, it's beautiful, beautiful game. Yeah, it really is. Um, I I have to chuckle. Uh, you said your daughter uh, likes the game and everything like that. I remember when my son was a little younger, he used to play Rayman a lot. Yes, and he would get so into it that the uh, controller that came with my original Xbox One, he yeah. would get so into it he destroyed both triggers and both bumpers because he was pressing them so hard. <laughs> And he was like, what, That's four? Awesome. He was four when he did that. I was like, you know what? Dad can't afford for you to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a break. So here's a tablet. <laughs> and have fun with Roblox. Have fun with Roblox. My kids just got into Roblox now, so that's that's a plus. Okay, yeah. Then there's yeah, and it's something it gives me Xbox yeah. time. It gives like you play Roblox, Daddy needs Xbox. Yeah, and it's a fun thing to do after homework time and all that stuff. So. Yeah, and yeah, it's it from what I understand so far, fairly safe. So. It, it is, and um, a lot of their little friends play it, so they're able to connect. And, yeah, like, my yeah. youngest was playing with her friend, like a pet shop or something. So I dig it. Big ups to Roblox. You guys are badass for kids in this time. So yeah, totally so. Um, hey, let's talk about Doom. Oh, thank God. You start. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so I pre-ordered Doom February for the collector's kit. I got the helmet. Got the book. Waited all day Friday for it to get here. Yeah, the showed up. So good. You showed me the helmet. Hel- I'm just blown away. The helmet. I did not expect it to be that nice, that good of quality. Um, it has LED lights that light up. So you put a battery pack in the front of it. Um, you. It has a um, an adjustment on the inside so you can tighten it up so you can wear it. Nice. So it is legit made to be worn everywhere. Halloween this year is looking real good. Um, I have to send you a picture of me in my Doom Slayer helmet with my Thanos hand. It's uh, it's amazing, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's great. Oh, um, you brought but, your Thanos uh, hand home from work? I did, nice. I did. I have to snap the competition while I'm at home too, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Doom is. I am blown away. I have never played a first-person shooter that has been this much fun, this intense, and visually just one of the most awe-inspiring things I've seen in years in video game terms. And the thing with Doom is, and, you know, uh, we've been playing id Software games since 
Wolfenstein 3D and the original Doom. Oh yeah, and just to watch them evolve through the new Wolfenstein games, which were incredible. They were they oh were all yes. better than I thought they would be. And then Doom 2016, and just to see all their experiences in this current generation come together in Doom Eternal, the game. If you're someone. I don't know, who just doesn't really play first-person shooters, and you're watching me play Doom Eternal, to you, it's going to look like just a metal soundtrack and complete chaos. Just shoot, yep. shoot, 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 shoot. But the level of depth and complexity that you need while playing Doom Eternal is insane for a game that on the surface looks so simple. I mean, when do you glory kill? When do you use your chainsaw? When do you... What's that, blood punch, I think it's called? Uh, yeah, blood punch or use your fire belt. Yeah, I mean... it's there's so many different systems, and the way they introduce it to you slowly it, there is, there is, is so, so perfect. Much. Yeah, it's just, it's it's an incredibly complex game. It doesn't hold your hand, but it doesn't throw it all at you at once either. And I just don't know how they how they paced it out so perfectly to where every new skill you get, you immediately got it, and you just feel like an absolute badass running through. It's incredible. It's just the amount of stuff that they throw at you and the the pace at what you're able to pick up. And it, it never seems overwhelming. That's what's crazy. I mean, if you break down all the skills you can use in Doom, it's a lot of shit. But it never seems overwhelming. And you just automatically, just you're able to do it all. It, it is. And it's one of those games that you can pick up and go. And it starts off extremely difficult if you're not used to these kind of fast breakneck speed uh, first-person shooter games, but like you said, after a few minutes or you settle down and you're able to figure it out and you don't realize how fast your fingers are moving, and like you said, you start you go into a level and you get killed four times and all of a sudden you're like, shit, I need to come in and go to the left, hit fire belts, and I need to use my gore kill over hill, and it's, uh, dude, it's fucking bananas. Those glory kills, oh my god, I love the one, I don't remember what those creatures are called, it's the... The floating heads, where you have to shoot like a grenade in them first. <laughs> yeah, and then the they glory kill for that, where you rip his eye out, is the fucking best. So I love the sound of it. Like when, like who, the sound quality and the sound mix on this game is so well done that in the middle of this hard rock death metal soundtrack, when you're taking on ten demons, it quiets just enough for you to hear the slurping noise of the yep. you pulling the <laughs> eyeball out. Before you shove it into this man's head, and I'm just blown away at how well done it is, man. It's 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 so much fun that I don't want to put it down, and I've probably put in four hours, and I feel like I'm so far, and I just now got my first Predator coin to upgrade my suit. And I'm like, I'm not even close to scratching the yeah. surface of this damn game. I heard it's, you know, if you're just playing through and not fucking around, I heard it's like a 20-25 hour game, which for a first person shooter is incredibly long. Oh my god. So, well, I mean, you're Doom getting your money's worth. Yeah, well Doom twenty sixteen I think it had thirteen missions. Yeah, yeah. And and like I mean, and if you go through and you try to do everything, it takes a good six to eight hours to get through that, and that felt like a lengthy game. So at twenty two twenty five, oh my god. I mean, think of all your Call of Duties and Battlefields. I mean those campaigns are roughly what, ten hours? Yeah, eight to ten. Yeah, so I mean twenty to twenty five, that's that's amazing. I mean, good on Bethesda, good on its software. You guys Made quite the, and you know who I really wish I could be talking to right now from work is Luke because I know he was super excited about Doom. Yes, man. I mean, Doom is a game where there's a following and people get excited about it. It's the first game in a long time that I've ever pre-ordered a collector's edition and spent money on because of how well they do their games and how excited you are about it, man. 
Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are playing it. I'm going to be playing it later today for sure. I know you will, so. Dude, as soon as we're dead, I'm going right back in and putting my helmet on, sitting on the couch oh, and yeah. dooming it up, dude. So, <laughs> well, I have more to say about that in the following weeks. I still haven't played the multiplayer mode uh, yet, so we'll have to jump on and try that out. Uh, I'm oh, not absolutely. a big multiplayer guy, but I have a feeling uh, the Doom version is going to be going to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not a big multiplayer guy, but I might have to check it out for Doom. Yeah. All right, next on the list, uh, Josh, I <laughs> do you remember when you first was were uh, watching this video at work and I heard the Mario noise in my head just popped up? Yeah, it, it was like a whack-a-mole. You're like, bing, what's that? What's I was like, that? Mario? Mario? <laughs> um, so what it turned out to be was uh, Lego was releasing a Super Mario kind of build-your-own-level set. Yo, man, the fact... This video, I sat there when you after you popped up like a, a groundhog and came over. You, like, I was just smiling ear to ear because they did. They took the video game that we all grew up playing and turned it into a 3D interactive Lego set. Yeah, and for those who haven't seen it, I don't have the link to it or anything like that. I'll pop it in the uh, the website with the show when it goes live. But um, just look it up on YouTube. Lego is releasing a Lego set where you can essentially build your own Mario level. You know, we're talking question blocks, the flag at the end, uh, uh, tortoises you gotta jump on. Yeah, tortoises you gotta jump on, Goombas you gotta jump on, and the Mario itself. Like, how would you describe it? There's like a little, there's like a little screen on his chest where it'll. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing, it'll show like a power up. It'll show like coins or something. Yeah, and it almost reminds me of a uh, like uh, like those Lego clocks that you would see. It's kind of what it looks like with like an LCD screen in the front, yeah. and yeah, and it has a apparently speakers built in with Bluetooth. So I'm assuming it'll have some kind of uh, app on a tablet or a phone that you can you know do your levels with or whatever it is and build them and coordinate them. And yeah. uh, it shows you, like you said, your coin count, how many lives you got, if you got a mushroom or fire or whatever you're doing, and. I mean, the video was two minutes, so there's not a lot of detail in it. But man, I'm I couldn't stop smiling with this thing. For a two minute video, it showed exactly what it needed to show. And price aside, I mean, I'm getting one. I know you're getting one. I don't oh, I'm getting one. I don't. There's I, price doesn't matter. We're getting it. It's gonna happen. Yeah, fuck them kids. I'm gonna play on. Yeah, my fuck own. them kids. All right, kids, <laughs> mine. It's daddy's fun. Uh, who knew two episodes into you joining this that. We we're basically quoting MJF every episode. That's it. That's gonna. We, he's gonna file a lawsuit against us. Is what he's gonna you do. You know what? Fuck him, and he'll love it. Fuck him. That's what was it. Fuck them kids and fuck MJF. He'll yeah. love it. He'll deal with it. So, so. <laughs> um, a little bit of oh, comic book and movie news uh, moving along. Um, so I don't know if this is gonna still be on schedule because when this news uh, announced. It was supposed to start on June 17th, but with everything going on right now, um, you know, as of now, comic publishers are still, you know, moving ahead, doing their thing. That could change by tomorrow. We don't know. But um, the three Jokers event that has been teased for God, it's 2020 now. I think it it was teased in like 2016, 2017 was when they first suggested that there could be three Jokers all in the DC Universe. Yeah. Um, it's the event itself is supposed to start with a miniseries on June 17th. Now, let's just assume it's going to start now. Uh, first of all, I'm glad they didn't forget about it. I'm sure they had plans all along, but when I first heard that it was going to be three Jokers, um, they had the uh, Cesar Romero Joker from yeah. Classic Man. They had the Killing Joke Joker, and they have the current Joker. 
Nice. So, somewhere in the DC universe, the multiverse got all fucked as, you know, as happens yeah. in comics. Yeah. Worlds. And there are three Jokers, and it's three very distinct Jokers. And yeah, we were that, talking that, about this at work the other day. Well, what do you think? I would say that's, that's interesting that those are the three Jokers that they chose. Like, it's, have... it's very dis- Go ahead. I was say, it is very distinct, and it leads to very interesting like timelines and stories that's going to be there. You have three Jokers that are so different. You have the Cesar Romero Joker, which is comedy, comedy, comedy. Right. And, you, you know, with, with like the chattering teeth and all that. Yeah. You have the Killing Joke Joker, which is completely cold-blooded and will not even hesitate to paralyze Barbara Gordon. Right. And then show her picture. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you have these three Jokers that... If you really think about it, the three of them won't even get along. No, like that's why I'm just I'm 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 in, I want to know how this is gonna go. Yeah, it's uh, I'm glad it's finally happening. I I'm gonna be honest, I completely forgot it was even a thing because they teased it and then they never mentioned it again. So it's crazy. Well, I forgot until you told me about it, and then I just was like, "Holy shit, there it is!" So your dream cast, if they were to make a live action Three Jokers event, what would it be? Ooh, alive or dead? That's the question. Doesn't matter. Just as long Does as they matter? were, as long as they were at one point a live action Joker, and by live action, I'm counting Mark Hamill too. Really? Because uh, you know, I'm just saying not, not comic, not video game. Although Mark Hamill was in all the video games, but we'll count like animated series and stuff like that too. The voice. Okay. Of Okay, because he was the animated series Joker, too. Because, come on, you, even if you take real Mark Hamill and you slap some Joker paint on, he'd be a great live-action Joker. So. Yeah, Boss Logic did get a pretty good uh, uh, Mark Hamill's Joker. That That's right, dope. they did, yeah. He did, it was pretty sick. Um, okay, so let's see, I would since Cesar Romero's in it, I would have to put Cesar Romero, because he was the OG Joker. He was. I wish he would have shaved his mustache, but still, hey, whatever, hey, man. bleached mustache really. aside, he was great. <laughs> It was great. So he would have to be there, and then I would have to go with. See, I'm controversial, man, because I liked Jared Leto as Joker. We were so, talking about this. Yeah, let's talk about that. I think I think Jared Leto would have to be there, um, just because he was a completely different different take on it. Um, and I mean, you, I would fuck. I don't know, man. I would go Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. I would so, do those three. So, so Jared Leto, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, or Cesar no? Romero? I would do Caesar, Caesar Romero. I wouldn't do Jared Leto. I'd do Caesar Romero, Heath Ledger, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Can you imagine? You have one completely batshit silly Joker and two psychopaths. Right, and uh, and I feel like that the psychopath between Ledger and Phoenix is so different yet it so is. similar that I I just want to see them clash. Yeah. It would just be a mindfuck game because Heath Heath Ledger's Joker was very he was very violent, but he just wanted to watch the world burn. And that's Joaquin the thing. Phoenix wanted justice. He wanted it to be the thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. So both of them are very steeped in anarchy. But the yeah. difference is Heath Ledger was aware and he wanted to create anarchy. Whereas Joaquin Phoenix's Joker became the symbol for anarchy, not because he did it, but because everyone around his followers did it. Absolutely. So it, it's, it's a different dynamic, but it's same but different is the best way I can, I can describe abso- it. Absolutely, and that's why I would like to see the two of them in a movie. Yeah. Um, but, um, if, go ahead. I was going to say, but I still like Jared Leto. We'll get back to that in a minute. We will. I don't want to um, know what yours. Because 
I'm the same as you. I didn't hate Jared Leto as a Joker, and I think he was criminally underused in Suicide Squad. Absolutely. Um, but my three, I, I just have too big of a soft spot for Jack Nicholson. Oh, that's good. Because he's like the modern, well, modern, but you know what I mean. He he was like the modern Cesar Romero Joker for a new age. And I just, it's hard for me, even as much as I love Heath Ledger, as much as I love Joaquin Phoenix, as much as I fucking love Mark Hamill. Yeah. When I think Joker, that was my first Joker, Jack Nicholson. It, you know? And it was the same for me, so I agree with you on that. I do. I do. It's, um, so mine would be, mine would be Jack Nicholson, probably Heath Ledger, and Mark Hamill. I can't get Mark Hamill's voice out of my head as Joker. Uh, I think you're... I picture Jack Nicholson, but I hear Mark Hamill. <laughs> you know? Ooh, that would be good if we got Jack Nicholson and Mark Hamill just dubbed over, dude. I, yeah, I'll, I'll bet you anything that exists somewhere online. It's got it. Oh, it's a deep fake video somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So of course it is. Jared Leto's I... Joker. Now you and I both don't hate it. I, I know there's a lot of people out there that didn't hate it. I think I think he, his Joker just wasn't really given a chance, but. We were talking about it at work the other day, and it's, you know, no one could have followed Heath Ledger. If Joaquin Phoenix was the one that followed Heath Ledger, everybody would be shitting on him. Right. That's true. It just, it was a no-win situation. So what did you like about uh, Jared Leto? Well, to me, after seeing Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, Jared Leto's performance became a million times better and relevant, because if you take the fact that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker started this idea that the Joker is an ideology just like Batman. It's not the person, it's the symbol. Then Jared Leto's Joker becomes, he took that symbol and turned it into what was needed in Gotham at the time. Yeah. Like, he became that symbol for that time. Because look at the gangsters he was hanging out with. Everybody loves Harley Quinn and loved the Harley Quinn movie, but she w- but Harley Quinn isn't supposed to be this tattooed, psychotic freak i mean look at the harley quinn that she was so how come it's okay for her but not for jared leto and i look at it as you played that fucking symbol and if you look at jared if you look at joaquin phoenix's joker the symbol and everybody having the mask and taking on the joker persona then jared leto's performance is probably one of the better ones that we've seen in a long time you know i didn't think of it that way and it's interesting that you bring up uh after seeing the joaquin phoenix joker and then going back and looking at jared leto's you know what if thinking about it now, you're absolutely right. If, if you take that concept that was presented in Joker, yep, and you go back and revisit Suicide Squad, it completely changes the dynamic of that character specifically. Absolutely, he was and, before you know, his time. And Jared Leto's a good actor. I mean, let's get, come down to just the very basic level here. He's a good actor, and he looked like fucking Joker. He did. He did. I mean, he he played the. People are saying that his Joker wasn't Joker, but look at who was in the movie. There was a Killer Croc. There was Katana, <laughs> right. who was fucking underused. Will Smith was... I thought he was supposed to be a bad guy, but he was just Will Smith, just being Will Smith. Yeah. You got uh, Slipknot, who... What? Was in it for two seconds. Right. So, And everybody <laughs> wants to shit on Jared Leto for playing the Joker like that? Come on, guys. Look at the concept of the movie. His Joker was dope, and it makes sense, so fuck off if you don't like it. You know, you know when I was sold on Jared Leto as Joker. What part of that movie? Hmm. You remember when he was when they first introduced Harley? It was that flashback of them in the club, and that yeah. guy with all the face tattoos came out. He goes, "Yo, man, I don't want to." He goes, "I don't." He, oh, was it common? 
That was common. That was fucking common? You're fucking joking. common. Nope, that's common. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, this is cameo right there. Okay, so you know how he goes, oh, hey, I don't want no beef, man. And Joker goes, you don't want no beef? You don't want no beef? Yeah. Like, that right there, I was like, oh, fuck. That's a Joker thing to do right there. <clears throat> right, that whole scene, I love the fact that he had the smile tattooed on his hand. And Yo. just, like, the way he put it up, it, it was just, I dug it, man. So I think he was one of the better ones. He is underrated. He should be held up on the shrine as great Jokers. It, it's uh, maybe Tom will tell. Maybe, you know, who knows? Year, years down the road, people will be like, he wasn't so bad. I mean, and stranger yeah. things have happened before. And, Right, and you know what? If I'm the only one, when Jared Leto's career is just run his courts and he's on the streets of Hollywood singing for quarters, I'll be like, dude, I liked your Joker. And me and him will become friends, and that's cool with me. That would be awesome. I bet Jared Leto's pretty cool to hang out with. (laughs) It'll be like the blind side, except with Jared Leto. I adopt this skinny, (laughs) crackhead white man and just ride his coattail. That's awesome. Blind side. (laughs) We just write another movie. We did. We did. I bet oh we can get Jared Leto God. the stars himself. <laughs> he probably could. Jared Leto, well, look, we need you to lose 73 pounds and lose all your hair and become addicted to meth. So just a typical Wednesday. All yeah, right, I, I know you were on your little desert retreat for like 12 days, so you didn't know about coronavirus. But now that you're all caught up. Fuck, I heard about that. He didn't know about coronavirus. Oh, man. it's the you know, cat, Apparently uh, the cast of Big Brother in Europe didn't know either. I heard or about Germany. I think it was in Germany. And they yeah, had Germany. to be told like, on the set. And they were like, what the fuck? Ah, oh, God, I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> Can you imagine, though? I mean, you're on this show. You're isolated from the world as it is. And all of a sudden, they go, don't go outside because the world basically ended. It's like, uh, dude, I, again, that's a horror movie. That is a horror movie. That's 28 days later. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, my friend was like, uh, so one of my friends online was like, oh, I just watched Contagion. It's kind of crazy how on the dot it was in predicting this. I was like, right, now as a fun companion piece, watch 28 Days Later right after that. <laughs> and she was like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck you, man. Are you trying to ruin uh, my day? Wow. Yeah, man. Just, uh, that's why I, I just choose to watch Shaun of the Dead. It gives me just enough sadness where I'm like, oh, this is us now, but enough happiness that it's okay. Did you see the little PSA uh, Simon Pegg and uh, what's his name did? Uh, no. Nick, uh, what was it? Nick Frost. Nick Frost? Yeah. They did a Shaun of the Dead themed coronavirus PSA. Like, don't go to the Winchester. <laughs> Damn it. No, I did see um, Mel Brooks and his son Max Brooks did theirs. Yep. That was actually pretty funny. I like that one. Speaking of PSAs that celebrities are putting out, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's are gold. Oh, my, So my wife goes, yeah, it's easy for Arnold Schwarzenegger with his miniature horses in his hot tub smoking cigars to tell me to stay at home and relax. Seriously? I'm watching these and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And why do I like it so much? I'm like, Arnold, you're, you're becoming that old creepy guy and you're the best person in the world right now, man. Yeah, he's he chilling with horses in his... These are my friends. And he's these like feeding them. He's sitting with his baby horses, his miniature horses. Like and a he's big a ass hot- Austrian snow white <laughs> going don't go outside <laughs> and he's in his hot tub be like it's okay i love living at home everybody relax as he's smoking thousand dollar cigars in his oh, hot tub man. Uh, like, you yeah, know it's cool. arnold keep doing it because i need these yeah. laughs and yeah. quite frankly you know it's awesome. <laughs> i love it <laughs> enjoy your hot tub Arnold. i just set the dog shit going to get the mail to the melee through my front yard because he's afraid of getting coronavirus but yeah, yeah it's okay no, i'll stay home and enjoy my hot tub i can't even sit in my bathtub because i don't fucking fit <laughs> I've been taking a bath in 14 years. They don't fit. Thanks, Arnold. 
And I'm looking at my bathtub in my new apartment. I was like, oh, man. Because, you know, I have back problems and everything from when I injured it. And I used my old house had like one of those big spa sized bathtubs. Ooh. My goodness. The things you miss when you now live in an apartment and your bathtub is so small that your fucking knees are up by your ears. <laughs> and the only thing that's in the water is your ass. Just, just your ass. That's yeah, it. Just, you know, you'll, get, <clears throat> you'll get used to it because you'll learn that, hey, you don't fit in bathtubs. So once you hit about year seven, you just don't miss them anymore. You're just like, you know what? I'll just showers or I just bathe certain body parts at certain times. <laughs> that explains a lot. Now no, we know how everyone really? got sick at work. Now we all know. Uh, hey, let's go. talk about New Mutants. Because yes. New Mutants cannot catch a fucking break the last episode we did we were talking about how hey it looks like it's coming out it, it actually looks pretty good yep they and should just time capsule this movie at this point it really should because i mean because now it's getting delayed again i mean indefinitely this time because of you yep. know actually a lot of movies are but i mean it's just it feels like new mutants and uncharted are the two that just cannot catch a fucking break so I'm willing to bet that we're going to see, depending on what happens over the next couple of weeks with this uh, coronavirus um, and everything else, I think that we're going to start seeing a lot more studios go back to work and do a uh, uh, a streaming approach to what they're going to do as opposed to big theater releases. Because something like New Mutants could definitely be something that's going to go on HBO Max. Just like, rumor has it, the, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League might go on HBO Fuck that. Max. Put it on Disney+. Plus. It's owned by Disney, or, and I don't want to pay to see it. I really want to see New Mutants. <laughs> well, it will see... I'm thinking that Disney might do that with the, I'm saying like HBO Max is going to start doing that with stuff. So they'll yeah. probably end up start putting more of these things out on streaming services. And <clears throat> I think Disney Plus is going to do that just like we're seeing with Onward and stuff like that. So uh, they need to do it because I fucking want to see New Mutants and I'm sick of it. I heard uh, there was a rumor going around that Wonder Woman 84 is going to go straight to digital. And they have denied it so far, Warner Brothers. But I mean, if this continues for another month or two, I don't, they can't not release it. Well, they are releasing Birds of Prey and Bloodshot on the 24th. That's right. And, you know, I heard Bloodshot was a complete train wreck, but I fucking love Bloodshot as a character. I've been reading Valiant comics ever since Valiant launched, and I have the entire run of Bloodshot sitting in my closet right now, the original. So I fucking can't wait to see Bloodshot. I don't care how bad it is. In two days, you can see it, and um, I want to know how bad it is. So um, let me know, because I, I am... I'm not a Vin Diesel guy, to be honest with you. Same. And, me neither. And um, I don't think that the, I, the trailers made it look okay, but to me it looks like Vin Diesel just trying to, uh, I don't know. It just looks like Vin Diesel trying to make another triple X. Like, bro, just stop, man. Stick with your Marvel stuff. You didn't need to do this. But again, I haven't seen it, and I'm being biased because I just don't fucking like Vin Diesel. He, Vin Diesel was actually a good choice to play Bloodshot because he kind of looks like him. Like, he has the build and the kind of presence to be Bloodshot. It was just weird, because I didn't know they were making a Bloodshot movie, and then suddenly there was a trailer, and I was like, oh shit, they're making a Bloodshot movie. And what's really weird about that is, a a couple of years ago, Valiant had signed a deal, I forgot with who, where they were releasing, like, webisodes of some of their most famous characters, like, um... uh, Okay, so there's a character called Ninjak, I don't know if you're familiar with him, he's basically a ninja. He's, He's a ninja that works for MI6. That's interesting. And he's, uh, well, it's actually Ninja K, because there's different, like, Ninja A, Ninja B, Ninja C. But, you know, you fucking see Ninja K, you're going to say Ninjak. Yeah. But anyways, and the guy who played Deadshot on Arrow played Ninjak. And it ended up being a really, really high-quality, well-made, 
miniseries, and they brought oh. in a bunch of Valiant characters like uh, Exo Man of War, and they, I believe they had Bloodshot on there, and John Hennigan played, um, shit, I believe his name was Eternal Warrior or something, but oh, John shit. Morrison was fucking in it. Really? And um, it was, <laughs> you can find them online, they're just these webisodes, and that's all I knew about when it came to Bloodshot. I was like, okay, Valiant is starting their own movie universe, or yeah. online universe, or whatever, and it's actually pretty fucking good. And then all of a sudden, I see Vin Diesel as Bloodshot, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> I, I guess I'm gonna go see this movie." So uh, two, in two days, I'll let you know because I think it's gonna be absolute shit, and I'm gonna love every minute of it. Beautiful. Have Have you seen uh, Birds of Prey yet? I have not. It, is that out already, or is that one of the ones that's gonna be out? It'll come out the 24th, from what I heard, and uh, I did see it, and I absolutely love it. It was a good time. It's good, good time. I heard it was a lot better than everyone thought it was going to be. It's just everybody starts shitting on it because of, you know, stupid reasons. Yeah, everybody's... It, people need to go into these movies and just fucking have fun. Quit quit nitpicking everything. It's a Harley Quinn movie. It's not like it's the biopic of Abraham Lincoln. Go in there and fucking enjoy it. <laughs> it just go in there for what it is. I mean, it it's dope. And Ewan McGregor, I will say right now... As of this moment, Ewan McGregor is my favorite villain I've seen on a movie screen. So he was a good in, black man. Four or five years. He he is he's probably one of the best villains that I've seen in a Marvel movie, that I've seen in a DC movie. He is yes, he is where it's at in this movie. Now I do have a question, and this might be going into spoiler territory, so if you haven't seen Birds of Prey I don't know how spoilery this is going to get, but uh, Cassandra Kane's character in the movie, do they ever tease that she's going to become like a future Batgirl at some point, or is she just like the kid in the movie? Uh, they don't really tease it, but they tell their own story with it. it it's I don't want to say I don't want to I don't want to give anything away. Okay. So uh, you got to kind of watch it because they tell their own story with it. Okay, so I, I will take I, your word for it and wait two. Yeah, days. like it's it's it, it. Wait for the two days. Definitely watch it. I left just happy with what they did, pleasantly surprised, and I can't wait for the future going forward. So I'll just leave it at that. Well, sweet. And speaking about the DC movie future going forward, um, I didn't really have a chance to look too much into this. So this is going to be all you. Um, but The Rock said Black Adam will begin filming this summer. Fucking finally. <laughs> Because it, it feels like he's been announced as Black Adam for like two or three years now, and Shazam came out, and I was just like, where's Black Adam? So Black Adam will finally begin filming. That's what The Rock says, pending anything with this COVID-19, which seems to get brought up on every fucking topic. Exactly. They're going to start filming this summer, which is going to be awesome. He hit the gym. He started training um, from what it looks like. He's trying to get back into his really, really, really big size like he was with Pain and Gain. Um, Dude, that I think movie he's, was awesome, by the way. That movie was fucking... That was Michael Bay's best movie ever. It was. So. It, was. it absolutely it, was. Yeah, that, that's it. Everything else he's done is good, but that was his best movie ever. I and, really uh, hoped... Uh, let me interrupt for a second. I oh, really go for it. hoped you were going to say, well, The Rock says this. <laughs> oh, man, you took my next line. Oh, were you going to... Oh, my bad. Not, my bad. I was not. I was not. I just wanted to sound like I was prepared. I was not prepared. Um, no, but uh, it looks like he's taking this extremely, extremely serious, which is going to be pretty badass. I dug Shazam. I thought Shazam. I saw Shazam twice in theaters. I went and saw it and took my kids to go see it. Same. So I thought it was really good. Um, I like that lighthearted, just have fun with the superhero movie, yet still kind of tell a message. So, and 
I I'm not a huge fan of all things rock movies, but I am a huge fan of The Rock. Um, I'm a huge fan of Dwayne Johnson. I did just watch the new Jumanji, um, and he, he is phenomenal. Him and Kevin Hart are so. I think this is gonna be. I think it's gonna be a great movie. I think that I think that The Rock is gonna put what he has into it because this is gonna be his. I think that everything else he's done has been great for him, but this is gonna be his starting point. It's not a continuation of anything. Jumanji was a franchise that was already started. Fast and Furious already started. This is gonna be his franchise. And he looks like fucking Black Adam. He does. God, I can't wait to see him with hair again. That's what I'm excited for. Oh, I know. You don't think they'll just have him be bald? I hope not. Give him some hair. Come on. <laughs> yeah, give us 2002 rock hair. Come on. Right, get Scorpion King hair. That's what I want. There you go, yeah. God, so, don't slack on it, please. I'm excited about it. I, you know, before they announced that Black Adam would not be showing up at Shazam, I was like, I thought he was going to show up in Shazam because, you know, Black Why Adam say is that? Shazam's Lex Luthor. He's Shazam's yeah. Joker. So it was kind of a bummer that he wasn't in it. But uh, Dr. Savannah was a good one. I, yeah. Same as you. I saw Shazam twice. Once with a friend, once with my kids. They loved it. I loved it. Um, I'll actually Zachary probably Levi's watch it again right? tonight. Yeah, there it's you on go. HBO, after so I'll probably watch it tonight. Yeah, absolutely. After playing Doom, a little bit of lighthearted Shazam, and uh, let's all try to forget all about all about the craziness that's going on outside A- our uh, doors right yeah. now. Dude, absolutely, man. Um, I do have one thing I just want to say real quick, back to the video game thing we were talking about, because we, all we got was on Doom. I do want to say I have been playing Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, tell me about that. I Everything I've heard about that is great. I just haven't busted out my Switch in a long Dude. time. I haven't busted out the Switch in a long time. Um, my kids were taking over my PlayStation and my Xbox. I was like, I needed something to do. Um, so I downloaded Luigi's Mansion 3. Man, it is it is so much fun. I smile from ear to ear. I keep every single level. is just more fun. And it is a game that I can put on and play for hours and hours. Just forget about all the bullshit around you and just have a good, good time. And it's one of those games that's beautiful on the switch it's even more beautiful on the big screen so it is a must play dude absolutely that's the thing i keep hearing about everyone who's uh played luigi's mansion is they're like it's just a game that puts a smile on your face it is man it it is just kind of like like we're talking about ori it is if you have ever thought about getting it just get it man it is it's worth it oh it's so much fun so much fun well, I love the. I think it was the original. I could be wrong. The wh- whichever one was on the GameCube, that one I played a ton of. Yeah, and just so, just yeah. regular Luigi's Mansion because I had Luigi's Mansion two on my 3DS, and then I picked this one up, and I've I don't regret it for a second. Well, good, good, good. I might check it out. Uh, like I said, I love the original, so why not? Uh, we all have all the time in the world on our hands right now. So. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, Absolutely. hey, before we wrap this thing up, you had a suggestion for a Netflix movie that I just sent you a picture of. So apparently, one of my other friends is raving about it, too. So you want to talk about that? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I cannot recommend enough Tiger King. You have to watch Tiger King on Netflix. It is Looking it up right the, now as you talk. It is the craziest shit I have seen. I can't believe it's real. <laughs> that these people exist out there. Um, it look it up. It's on Netflix now. Put it on. Prepare to have your mind blown. I don't want to tell you anything about it because I can't put into words how to describe it. But I sat down and I watched three episodes back to back to back with my mouth open. I had to pause it at times and go. Oh, what it's not the a movie. Fuck? It's a series. 
It's a series. Oh, okay. And I had to, I there, I had to pause it at points and just, just like look around my living room and go, "What the fuck?" So I know zero about it. What can you tell me about the show that won't spoil it? Like you say, Tiger uh, King right now. The first thing I thought was Asian Kung Fu movie for some reason. Not even close. Uh, I'm looking at the listing on Netflix right now. Yeah, it's clearly not. Uh, well, I mean, no. Whatever. So 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 it is. It is about a guy who lives in Ohio who owns 227 big cats, lions and tigers. Um, and there is a lady who owns a big cat rescue who is trying to take the cats from him. And this guy, Joe Exotic, is actually in jail now for hiring a hitman to kill her. Joe Exotic, that's his name? That's his name. That's brilliant. Um, <laughs> um, and there are cults involved. There is the biggest drug dealer ever arrested in Florida history who was sentenced to 100 years in life. He is actually the poster child for Scarface, um, who got out of jail on appeal. He is in this movie. Um, there is murder. There is uh, gay marriage. There is anything you can think of in this that you can think of is in here. There is, oh, you, my God. It is. I cannot recommend it enough. Just watch it. Just watch it. <laughs> All right, you heard it here. Uh, uh, Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. And actually, I'm looking on the listing right now, and it is number three in the U.S. today. It is. Uh, it'll be number one sooner than later. Um, <laughs> I'm going to finish it up. I would love to talk more about this. It is. I don't know what else to say. Um, but check it out if you guys like it. Let me know, Tony. If you like it, let us know. Oh, I will. Um, because I have recommendations I can make every week. Because on top of your thing is comic books and stuff. I love shitty movies and just movies in general. So that is a huge topic for me. So watch Tiger King, and then let's go from there. And on that topic, there's a couple of things that we were in the midst of rolling out before the entire world got shut down. Um, I think uh, we mentioned on the last episode that we're going to be rebranding. So yes, we, we kind of have that going on already. We already found someone to make a new logo for us. We purchased a new uh, domain name. That's still in the works. It's just uh, everything's kind of confusing right now. So we yeah. still want to go ahead and roll that out as soon as possible. Um, as soon as we can make a video, you know, we kind of want to ease everyone into this instead of just blah, here's a new thing. So, uh, but, you know, just for all Absolutely. the listeners out there, the rebrand is happening. Josh is permanent now, so you're stuck with his ass. What? what? <laughs> Every week, so. Bear bear with me, guys. This is only my second time. This has been, the past two weeks have been a lot for both me and Tony. A lot of changes, a lot of stuff has been going on. So, um, it's only going to get better with time, so stick with us. And quite honestly, Josh, I'm going to kiss your ass a little bit right now. It, you, you've been great. It's been great. I'm not any podcasting expert myself, but I, you know, our, our show did uh, the last episode where we where you kind of came on for the first time did pretty well so far. Um, I'm only I'm only expecting good things from us. And let's be honest, folks, the world is shut down right now. What else are you going to do except sit at home and listen to me and Josh's lovely baritone voices seeping through your speakers? Just. Just touching you in places your brain's never been exactly before. via our voices. I mean, <laughs> this, this is just what's it's good for you. It's healthy, so so it makes uh, me feel good. <laughs> well, I got to a weird place really fast. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can follow us on victimwiththesingledad.com. It's just, or no, that's not the website. It's geeksingledad.com. That will be changing soon because Josh is not a single dad. I don't want his Ooh. wife to come after me. 
No, she has already mentioned countless times. So yeah, you're still so a single uh, dad, huh? So Nat, that's going to be changing. It'll change as quickly as I can. <laughs> um, just remember, the show started with me, who is a single dad, and uh, it's that it has nothing to do with Josh. So please don't be mad at me. And um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at tonezone eighty one. That's at t o n e z o n e eight one. And you can get me at Josh Andrews 66. That's at Josh A N D R E W S 66. And that's on Twitter. All right. And uh, we will see you next time. Uh, we're going to try. Josh, I think you and I are both uh, on board with trying like little mini episodes every other week. So we're going to try to get you one next week, at, uh, all, depending on how, how things are in the world. So we'll ab- see. Ab- absolutely. Make it happen. And I want to give a shout out to my little brother, Garrett. Hi, Bubba. Oh, that's so sweet, Garrett. Let's hope uh, let's hope your Madden thing is fixed because uh, yeah. I think that's all we'll be doing for a while. Nope. So. That way he doesn't give me any crap for not calling him out. <laughs> okay, well I'm calling you out too, Garrett. So now you have two people. You're famous. Yeah, there it is. All, right, all man, we'll of New Zealand loves you. Awesome New Zealand. They do love them. They love them. It's a long hair. <laughs> all right. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right. See you guys later.